0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Spur of the Moment podcast. I'm your host, Shane Dagie
1: And I'm your co-host, Drew Daigie. Welcome to episode 164 of Spur of the Moment.
0: Yeah, coming straight from the Simonator Studios in the heart of Texas. And the Pacers got a close one from the Spurs. They beat the Spurs 152-111. to 111. This kind of reminds me of last year. I wasn't expecting these beatdowns to come like this. But this was just one of those nights that happened sometime in the NBA Uh, The Pacers were hot and the Spurs were not. Uh, The the tail of the tape was the field goal percentage for the Indiana Pacers. Do you know what they shot overall? Yeah,
1: the Indiana Pacers were on fire. 57.9% from the field and 52.6% from the three-point line. They made 20 of those. Tyrese Halliburton was dishing them out. Just a great game for the Pacers and the Spurs just had a rough first half and... They couldn't score in the second half. What were your thoughts?
0: Yeah, they were hot. They were just really, really hot, and it was a combination of the Spurs on the second game. We talked about the back-to-backs. Spurs struggle on back-to-backs, and this was no different. It was a rough yeah. night for them, and, man, I really want Devin Vassell to get healthy, but that's <laughs> going to be a while. But uh, that was that was a tough one, the Spurs are going to have to lick their wounds and get back at it. Let's listen to what Greg Popovich had to say after this one. Well, the first, the first quarter told the tale made 13 free throws in the first quarter, eight second chance points, eight fast break points all in the first quarter. Uh, Back-to-back has nothing to do with that. It's it's November, last time I checked. Uh, So I think, you know, they they kicked their butt. They deserve credit. I think the only guy on our team, maybe Keldon and Zach, you know, uh, showed consistent, decent play and competitiveness. But... uh, we didn't show a lot of it. it had to do with Indiana. They were on fire, did a good job, jumped on us. That's about it. You said before the game you wanted to see how Victor responded to the back-to-back. How how'd you think he moved? Did he, did he look okay to you? Yeah, I think he, he moved well. But you know, Like I said, only two guys played decently. Do you think you have a chance to get Devin back in New York? Uh, I, I, don't so. I don't think so. I'd be surprised if we do. Okay. Greg, it looked like Carlisle was going to keep you in the way and you wanted to maybe see him or something? Was that a respect thing? won number nine hundred? Just was you, was you, was you. Uh, he was trying to let you go. If you want, want to go, I, you can go ahead and go. But you, I was, I thought it was cool that you wanted to actually come and see him. You know. Well, I, I did, did congratulate him. So. All right. So Popovich talking about Rick Carlisle, the coach for the uh, Indiana Pacers. They've he had uh, he he tutored Rick Carlisle early on in his career, uh, back in the Larry Brown days when when Pop was that assistant. So meant a lot to him, but that was his 900th win at the expense of the Spurs. All right, Drew, let's get to our top two, bottom two. Who were your top two for this one?
1: Yeah, so for my number one on the top two, I had to go with Keldon Johnson on this one. He was finishing at the rim at a very good level tonight. He had 16 points, three assists, three rebounds, 6 of 12 from the field with a couple of and ones. Did not attempt a three, but he did have a few and ones, so Keldon Johnson is my number one on the top two. The number two on my top two list is Zach Collins, who had 14 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, 6 of 8 from the field, knocking down a 3 in 20 minutes. Those are the two players Pop think showed the most effort, and those were the two on my top two list.
0: All right, well, I had a little different one. Uh, My number one was Doug McDermott. Dougie McBuckets had a great night, I thought. He was 4-6 from three-point land, ended up with 17 points, four assists in just 20 minutes. So really great night for Doug McDermott coming in off the bench and and doing what he does, hitting shots. And then my number two, I also had Keldon as well. Um, He was attacking the bucket, and it seemed like for a while there they could not stop him attacking it but uh you know just that was the only top two i had i really like dougie mcbuckets so i like keldon all right let's get to our bottom two drew who were your bottom two
1: yeah so there's a few that i could pick with my bottom <laughs> two list there's a lot actually but i'm gonna actually go with victor robin for the first time being on my bottom two list um just 13 points two turnovers three of twelve in the field Two of five from the three point line. I think he jacked up too many shots, um, and I think he could have went to the rim on some of those shots. But Victor Wembanyama was number one on my bottom two. He was going against a great rim protector in Miles Turner, so there you go. But yeah, he's my number one. My number t- two on the bottom two is going to be Trey Jones. Another rough night from him. Four points, one of five from the field, oh two from the three point line, with in nineteen minutes. Those are my bottom two. Who do you have on that list?
0: Yeah, there's a lot to pick from, unfortunately. But uh, number one I had was Trey Jones. Kind of got spoiled early on in the season, and and it feels like he's regressing a little bit lately. Uh, We need to get him back on track with that energy and desire that he had earlier on. So uh, Trey was mine, and this one was uh, really hard for me, but I had to go with Chetty Osman in this one. He's been a spark plug for us off the bench, and I know he plays hard on both ends of the court, but uh, overall his shot wasn't falling uh, he was two of six, which which for him wasn't uh, wasn't quite on par with uh, what he's been doing. So that's why he was on my bottom two. Just to bring you up to date with the standings, uh, season wise, that that ties Keldon and Vic for the most top two nominations, and uh, leading the bottom two is Malachi Branham. He's still at the top of that one. So we'll see how that goes as the season progresses. All right. Now it's time for the question of the day. Uh, Tonight's question comes from Jason in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Jason asks, do you think games like this one and the loss to the L.A. Clippers, the big games, are going to happen many more times this year, or is that going to be it and we're going to learn from that? Drew, what do you think about that?
1: I mean, I think we'll, we'll have a few more blowouts. I mean, it happens to most of the teams in the NBA. They get blown out, and they also do the blowouts. I think we'll have a few blowouts, and we'll also get blown out a couple times. BS, yes, I do think it'll happen a couple more times. I think we'll learn from this, but it just happens in the NBA sometimes. You, you start off slow, and they, the, the other teams hitting their threes, hitting their shots, shooting 60% for the field. So, yeah, I think we will get blown out again. Um, in this season.
0: Yeah, and then, you know, and I agree with Drew. Uh, you know, that's the highs and lows of a roller coaster of a young team. Don't just because Vic's here, don't let that fool you from thinking he's still not nineteen year he's still nineteen years old. He's not any older than that. Spurs are still a young team. So you're gonna have those peak high moments and you're gonna have those peak low moments. And one week's difference shows shows that. You know, you you're really high in Phoenix and, and now you have a lot of teachable learning moments. Um, and that, yeah, it, I think it's going to happen again, Jason. And, uh, you know, it just is what it is. Hopefully they can grow and learn from it. Sometimes even in a playoff series, I remember there was one year, uh, I can't remember if it was 2014 or if it, when we won a championship and it, it felt like there was blowouts being <laughs> dealt back and forth. You got to bounce back. And that's just kind of the nature of uh, NBA basketball. All right. Remember, you can always text your questions to 512-540-1626. I will always get to them on the show. Drew, let's get to this day in Spurs history. What do you got for us?
1: Yeah, so with a very negative, I have, I'm have i going to shift things to a positive where the San Antonio Spurs beat the Houston Rockets on November 6, 2010, and the big three was on fire in this game. Um, they won 120. I believe this game went to overtime. Our leading scorer in this game was Manu Ginobili who had 28 points, 5 assists, with no turnovers in 40 minutes. I really like this game from Mono Ginobili. A great game. Our second leading scorer was Tony Parker, who had 21 points, 14 assists, 4 boards. We had Tim Duncan with 19 points, 11 rebounds, and 3 assists. And Richard Jefferson this year, this game, had 22 points, 3 rebounds. And off the bench, we had George Hill with 10 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, the Spurs improved their record to 4-1 on this season, and the Rockets dropped to 0-5 on the season. So this is this day in Spurs history.
0: Awesome. Back in 2010, Monte Ginobili was the man. That was a great night for him. That's awesome. That's how you get to be a Hall of Famer. All right. So now it's time to preview the upcoming game. The Spurs now with a 3-4 record. They're going to get to play the New York Knicks in New York, who also have a 3-4 and four record. That's going to be on Wednesday, November 8th. It's going to be a 6.30 tip Central Standard Time. And it's uh, going to be an interesting one for the Spurs uh, against the Knicks. Drew, what can you tell us about the New York Knicks?
1: Yeah, so Victor Webinyama's first game in the Madison Square Garden. Kind of a hostile, hostile environment. You know it's going to be packed there. Celebrities will be there. Um, just, um, I'm very excited for this game. The New York Knicks... Um, have a pretty good roster, I would say. They have Jalen Brunson reading, leading the pack with 24 points, 4 assists, 1 steal per game. They have R.J. Barrett, who's averaging 21 points. Emmanuel quickly with 15 points. And Julius Randle, an off year from him, averaging 13 points and 10 rebounds. He had He was averaging like 24 points last year. That's kind of an off year for him. What do you think about this Knicks team?
0: Yeah, I was uh, listening to some commentary about Julius Randle, and you know I hope he doesn't start finding it against us yeah. on Wednesday night because he is a big man and he is a, a, a lethal player for that Knicks. But to me, the guy that stands out that I'm looking out for, and I think the Spurs are going to really have to negate his performance, is going to be Jalen Brunson. I think he's the uh, – you know the motor to that engine for the New York Knicks, and we're going to have to find a way to slow him down, and that's going to be a difficult task. With uh, I think Devin Vassell would be the one guarding him. I think it's probably going to be Sohan uh, since Vassell's hurt, so Jalen Brunson's going to be a tough one for us to stop. Who's your player to go off, and what's your prediction on this one?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Trey Jones to get his things back together, so Trey Jones is going to be my player to go off, and give me the New York Knicks to win this game. Um, I think it at New York a tough environment to play and I think the Knicks win this game by 11 points so what's your prediction
0: yeah I actually I'm going to disagree with you I think uh, New York City I think my player to go off is going to be Vic I think uh, Webb Yama is going to have a huge night I think the lights are going to be there this one's going to be on ESPN And I think the Spurs are going to get this one by six. I think it's going to be a great ball game. And I think we're going to set the Knicks down in this one and end our two-game losing streak and continue theirs because they have a two-game. This will be third loss in a row if the Spurs can get it. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a Spurs win. I'm calling it right now. And I think Vic's going to have a show. All right. That brings us to the end of the Spur of the Moment podcast. Thanks for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Drew, would you take us home, please?
1: Yes, thank everybody for joining us. And as always, go Spurs, go!